0: Hello and welcome to the Double Double. My name is David Dixon and I am recording today in my podcast bunker back in Brooklyn. Uh, it's been a very weird and surreal last couple of days. I'm recording this podcast Thursday night, March 12th. And it's crazy to think that this past Monday was only three days ago, as it feels like months ago. Um, In case you have not heard, sports is taking a backseat to the COVID-19 coronavirus global pandemic. The NBA, MLB, NHL, and MLS have all postponed their seasons. They're all on different length hiatuses. The NCAA announced today that they have canceled all winter and spring tournaments, including March Madness. While this is a, very tough situation in just that i'm a hosting a sports podcast has to know what to do as i'm nowhere near qualified enough to talk about the coronavirus and just the global pandemic that is going on and there's no live sports of any type to talk about uh but this is you know a, a really scary time for a lot of people me included and we're all going to work through this together. I have a lot of confidence just in the things that we've been able to get through as a country. We've survived the 1918 flu pandemic. We survived the Great Depression, World War II, the Cold War, 9-11, just a lot of events. Uh, and I know that it's very scary now, but people are resilient and Americans are resilient and we'll get through this. It stinks that there's no sports on, especially for me to, to talk about. But if that's what we have to do to slow the spread of the coronavirus, that's just what we have to do. And in the meantime, as a lot of people will be home, myself included, uh, finishing up classwork, not at school, but at home, I know a lot of people... We'll be needing stuff to listen to and to read to. Uh, when I come across good things, I'll tweet it out or talk about it on, on the podcast. And I'm planning to keep the podcast going. Even though there's no live sports, there's still, as of now, they haven't postponed or canceled NFL free agency. Uh, the NBA or the NFL drafts; those events are still likely to happen, and those are types of events that I can talk about with different guests and just myself, where it's not a game, but you could debate quarterbacks and Joe Burrow and Tua and defense alignment and point guards for the draft, and because it's a set date, it's a it's all hypothetical arguments, not based on any real games that are ongoing, like an MVP discussion. Uh, so that's what we'll do. And then I have some interviews in the work with some, uh, interesting guests that I hope people will, will really like. I don't want to spoil it, but, uh, should be some really good conversations and I'm really excited for them and hoping that it can give some people some enjoyment during this really dark and, uh, and scary time. But the plan is today is that I'm going to talk about NFL free agency for probably about twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, uh, as a lot of the news are gonna come out next week. And so much of the news is surrounded of about one player. I think everyone knows who it is, number twelve for the Patriots, Mr. Brady. And I'm gonna structure this the way I've structured a couple of the solo NBA podcasts I've done the last couple of weeks, where it's uh three players th- and so I'm just gonna jump right into it, I guess. Uh the first team I want to talk about is the New England Patriots. They are the team that I think everyone is expecting to do a lot because for the first time, it feels like, in the last 20 years, we do not know for certain who their quarterback is going to be come the start, come week one, come the start of training camp. And if you're a believer in all the stories and all the rumors about the dissension between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, the way I am, where I think that because there's enough smoke, there has to be some fire there. There has to be some truth to it. I think it's, I think it's Belichick is going to make a statement this off season about, I don't know if, even if they bring Brady back and I want to talk about Brady a little bit later in this podcast, but the, but, but specifically for the Patriots, it's, they disappointed last season in a lot of ways. They were obviously undefeated for the first seven or eight weeks of, of of the season. And they had arguably people were saying is this one of the best defenses of all time. And yet they really struggled because they their offensively they just couldn't they just couldn't put up points consistently. The retirement of Rob Gronkowski really hurt them coming into last season. And me and Taylor and me and Kelly and me and Coach Sass, a lot of people have talked about this, but it will be interesting to see if what has plagued some parts of NBA free agency will hurt the Patriots here, where everyone knows that they need weapons. Will they go out and sign a player like Amari Cooper or another weapon on the outside or trade for someone, maybe even Odell Beckham? to try and lure Tom Brady, or not lure, that's a wrong term, but incentivize Tom Brady to return, saying, hey, we've invested in weapons, we have it for you, come back. Kind of like how NBA teams will trade for someone who a free is friends with or trade for another star and say, hey, we got this guy, we add you, that's all we need to go compete and win a championship. I do wonder if the Patriots will do that or if Belichick will say, I don't need weapons. I don't need Brady. I'm going to build this team the way I want to. I'm going to go get a couple offensive linemen or guys to help on on defense. I'm going to trade back the way that I always do, and we're going to build this team my way, and I'm going to go get Jacoby Brissett or a quarterback like that who can fit in his system, can follow Belichick's orders and, you know, be the Patriots way type quarterback and not cause any noise, not cause any distractions with his production company or advertisements or Instagrams or what his wife says. All the things you could tell is not the Patriots way. That is what Brady has been doing. And it's fair that Brady was able to do that because he's won six Super Bowls. But I think this is a really interesting offseason for the Patriots. I expect them to make a big move in free agency. And even if they... Even if they get Brady, I think they'll have another big move in them because they have money to spend. They need to do something. They disappointed last year. The last time they really disappointed was like 6 and they came back and brought in Randy Moss. So I'm very excited to see what they do. The second team I want to talk about is America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. This is a team run by Jerry Jones that is the center of everyone's attention on a lot of these talk, rate, talk shows, radio shows. Stephen A. Smith loves to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. It must do great for his ratings. Same with Colin Coward. And they're, they've been in negotiations with their quarterback very publicly all season. The question is, is Dak Prescott worthy of, now they don't call it a max contract in football, but it's essentially a, a max contract. Dak Prescott reportedly wants to be the highest paid quarterback in football, make about 40-ish guaranteed based on the latest reports i i read the cowboys are saying wait a second we don't know if you're that good we don't know if we should pay you that much money uh they didn't make the playoffs this year and it's an interesting approach because it's do you overpay at quarterback which can really hinder the rest of your roster and they already paid Ezekiel Elliott, which they're probably regretting giving that much money to a running back. Uh, or do they just say, hey, we have to pay the quarterback because this is our guy and he's at best a top 10 quarterback. And at worst, we're not going to make, make the playoffs anyway. And kind of be relying on him. If I'm the Cowboys, I would not pay Dak Prescott. I would go get another quarterback, which I think it is a difficult thing to sell your fan base, but I do think this is a good quarterback draft and next year is a great quarterback draft class. And if you get a mediocre quarterback and you stink this year and you're terrible, you are in a prime position to be able to go get Trevor Lawrence, who is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, and potentially John Elway. And that, has to be in the back of my mind if i'm jerry jones and i'm running the cowboys which is do we commit this much money to to dak or do we take a flyer on a guy high risk high reward or just take a rookie this year in the third or fourth round and say hey you know we'll, we'll roll the dice we'll run the football behind her behind her offensive line and pretty solid defense and we'll try to win 10 games that way or just be bad and go try to take trevor lawrence i I think it's an interesting approach, but if Dak is unwilling to compromise, he will get paid in the open market because someone is going to overpay him to play quarterback. Mainly, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders or the Los Angeles Chargers two teams that, that come to mind, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think it's really interesting to see what they are planning to do because this is a big off season for them. They haven't been to the playoffs in a while. The Eagles are the champions of that division since they've won the super bowl they are they, they've been the best team for about three four years now and it's the pressure's mounting on jerry to bring a championship to dallas since he owned the team and it's been a while there tony romo the most famous cowboys announcer is now making 17 million dollars a year on on cbs and they are it'll be hopeful that romo can eventually call a super bowl with the cowboys in it but I don't know if they can do that with Dak Prescott. I think that it'll be very interesting to see what the Cowboys do at the quarterback position. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dak Prescott is not their quarterback next season. The final team I want to talk about is one of the teams I just mentioned who could be in line for Dak Prescott is the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are moving from, now I guess they move from Oakland to Los Angeles to... Las Vegas, or I guess they never moved to Los I guess they went from Los Angeles to Oakland, and then I guess from Oakland to Vegas, yeah. Run by John Gruden on his now third year, of part of his 10-year, $100 million contract. Mike Mayock is the GM, still there from the NFL Network. I think he's done a pretty good job. My dad thinks he's done a very good job. I think he was put in a really tough position. I think Gruden is really tough to work with and I've been impressed by what, what Mayock's done, especially the way he handled the Antonio Brown situation and not not letting you know, not being jerked around by him and letting Brown really control the situation and not being afraid to cut a player of the stature of Antonio Brown. I thought that, that I thought that was very impressive for a very young general manager. I wish he didn't take as many players from Alabama and Clemson, but I think that was a lot of Gruden influence, which, again, shows why he I think he'd be difficult to work with. But just like any team who opens a new arena, they it feels like they're going to do something stupid and go after a flashy, flashy player and a flashy move that may not be the best decision for them to drum up excitement in the move to Las Vegas, the new arena and ah, part of me doesn't know who it is. I think it's going to be, I mean, they already got Antonio Brown, which was a disaster for them. So maybe they won't do, but I just have this feeling. It just, is that feeling in sports, you know, I'll never forget when the Miami Marlins rebranded from the Florida Marlins moved in that beautiful stadium down in Miami and rebranded as the Miami Marlins and their owner went out and signed like Jose Reyes and Josh Johnson and Mark Burley. And everyone was like, Oh, the Marlins have a chance. They could be for real. And they were absolutely horrendous. All those players were off the team within like eighteen months or two years and it was a disaster. And it reminds me of a lot of different things. The Nets, when they moved to Barclays, gave Joe Johnson a humongous contract, and Gerald Wallace and Darren Williams signed a huge, huge deal and it all backfired. So it's really interesting to me, what will, the, what will the Raiders do? And it kind of brings me to the first player that I want to talk about, which is Tom Brady. Tom Brady would be the flashiest decision the Raiders could bring in, but Tom Brady will be 43 years old when the season kicks off or plays out. He'll be 43 years old. It'd be unprecedented for the Raiders to compete with a quarterback as old as Brady. While Brady hasn't shown the drastic signs of aging and falling off a cliff the way we saw Peyton Manning truly just lose it all really quickly, Brady hasn't really been able to throw the deep ball that quickly, clearly doesn't like to get hit, and... I think Brady's starting to think about his post-football world. That's not a shot at him. That's not I'm not saying he shouldn't be thinking about that. But when you launch a production company and you're 42 years old and you're posting things on Instagram about like, am I retiring? Am I not retiring? I think he's definitely thinking about it. I think he's thinking about, okay, I'm gonna go to get get a lot of money and play for one more year or two more seasons. And I just don't know if that's the type of thing you want to bet on is go get a quarterback for one year. You have no idea what he's going to be. It's going to, it usually takes about a year for a quarterback to uh, transition and fit in with the new coaching staff and everything. Brady's very particular. He's been in one system for a really long period of time. It's, I don't know if it's going to work really quickly. And I don't know if that'll work for Brady if in any system, Raiders or not. I think the Raiders make the most sense to me because of the flashiness behind it with the new, with the city move and the new stadium, but I also think Brady could go to the Chargers, and I don't get the Chargers. I get that they have a really good defense and they're in Los Angeles, but like, yeah, you're in Los Angeles, but you know you're playing in a soccer stadium, and no one goes to the games, and I don't know. They're they're not a marquee franchise. The 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 team for Brady that I haven't heard about that doesn't make any sense. Why is the Chicago Bears very good defense, good coach? Big city, big market, semi, you know, tough division, which I guess he won't be that happy about. But if he wins with the Bears, he could win. You know, it will be a huge, huge accomplishment. The city would absolutely love him. And, but they have Mitch Trubisky. And even though they committed to Mitch, Mitch is not good. And if you could bring in Brady, every single person would say, I'd rather have Tom Brady than Mitch Trubisky for this upcoming season. And if that's a one-year thing you have to do and you have to say, hey Mitch, you're going to the bench, it's likely they're going to cut Trubisky after the season anyway. You know? <laughs> like, what's the point of if you can escalate that decision by the fact that you have Brady or maybe even let Mitch learn under Brady? I think that would be an incredible experience. But that's a team that if I was Tom Brady, I would want to go to. Yes, you have to play the Packers. Yes, you have to play the Vikings. The line stinks, so I don't really know if that would be an issue. But, you know, the Vikings play indoors, beautiful arena. You're playing Kirk Cousins, who always chokes in the big games, kind of like playing the Jets, I guess. And it'd really just be you versus Aaron Rodgers. But you always played Brady every year, or you, Brady always played M- Peyton Manning every year. Like, I don't think that would dissuade him from going to the Bears. I think the Bears make the most sense. Uh, the next player I want to talk about is the most frustrating, interesting, peculiar p- player of the 2019 <laughs> regular season, and that's Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, the quarterback for the Buccaneers last season, was the first player in NFL history to throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. It's kind of like when you're playing Madden and you just kind of run a Hail Mary all game. You're just trying to put up stats like, Yes, you're going to have a lot of touchdowns, but because you don't care, you're just going to fling it down the field anyway. You are going to throw interceptions. And because it's Madden, you can make sure no one benches you. But yet it still is really frustrating even when you're playing Madden. I couldn't imagine being Bruce Arians and the head coach and watching Winston play because you win games because of him and you lose games because of him in the same game. He makes winning plays and losing plays on back-to-back throws like he could make a throw that would be a textbook picture-perfect throw that should be shown at every High school and college quarterback camp around the country and then he makes a throw that If you're a coach you want to rip your eyeballs out and you know <laughs> Never see again and you, you wonder if he's ever played quarterback before He's the most interesting because it's there was a great thing on twitter a few months ago It was a clip from the office with will Farrell. And Andy and, and and Ed Holmes at a sales meeting, Will Farrell saying, If you want someone reliable who's gonna give you no problems and just punch the clock, the guy Andy on the show, but in reference to Jameis, is not your guy. If if you want to basically play Russian roulette, and it could be the best decision of, of your life or the worst decision of of your life, Jameis is your guy and ironically i think the chargers make some sense for him very good defense got weapons on the outside for him to throw to and just a team that needs excitement they need some juice they need something to get people to to tune in which is whole you know you could be like oh my god holy crap Jameis winston has five touchdowns in the first half this is super exciting keenan allen mike williams Uh, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, they have the weapons to make this work and to make it really fun. I think the Chargers make a lot of sense for Jameis Winston. I also think the Dallas Cowboys make a lot of sense for Jameis Winston uh, if they choose to move on from Dak Prescott, mainly because of what I said when I talked about the Cowboys a little bit before, but... If he's great, you're great, and you're in the playoffs, which is what Jerry wants. And if you stink and Jameis isn't good, you're at the top of the draft, and you get Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence to the Cowboys would be, is exactly the type of story that the NFL wants and what the NFL would probably want to happen. Get the best quarterback prospect since John Elway to your most marquee team. It's, out, it's a match made in heaven. And I think Jameis perfectly allows them to do that because they'll, be, they'll either be 12-4 and four in the playoffs or 8-8 eight and eight and worse with a chance to trade up to number one if they don't already have it and take Trevor Lawrence. And with Zeke, they could actually run the ball, a good the line, so maybe he has time to throw and hopefully make better decisions. But I think that would be really interesting. The last player I want to talk about is A.J. Green. AJ Green has been a premier wide receiver in the NFL since he came to the league from, I want to say, I'm pretty sure it was Georgia. And AJ Green missed basically the whole 2019 season with a foot injury. And I am really intrigued by him because he's 31 years old now. He's been on the Bengals for a long time, he got drafted in 2011. And he's been very productive with Andy Dalton, which makes me wonder what he would do with a better quarterback. Not that Dalton is bad. Dalton is mediocre. He's a definition of average. And if we got A.J. Green in a better system, even though he's 31 years old, probably turning 32 and didn't play last season, I think in a different system like... The Seattle Seahawks would make a lot of sense for him and be super exciting. I want to see this guy with a great quarterback. I think he's got some juice left in him. He's battled injuries throughout his career, like a lot of guys in in, in the NFL. I don't know if his best days are behind him. I really hope not because I do really like watching him play. He's a big wide receiver. can run, go up and make any catch. I think there's a lot of teams who would be very interested in him. I think, as I mentioned, CI will be one of them. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago, New England. You know, uh, my Giants. I think he'll have a lot of interest, and as long as he he's healthy, I think it would be interesting to see where he goes. Because I also think there's a chance he stays because Cincinnati's pitching on, you know, hey, the savior is here. Joe Burrow is coming you you and Burrow man you and Burrow but I don't know if AJ Green wants to be 32 years old and working out the kinks with a rookie quarterback I think he wants to try to go to a title contender after spending so many years in Cleveland or sorry Cincinnati making the playoffs and losing in the first round in in many years so I think it'll be really interesting to see where he goes. I think he'll have a lot of suitors. I'm 100% certain I am missing a bunch of teams on the list that would be interested in him. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be a really, really exciting week. And also it be nice to get some Twitter updates about where guys are going. Hopefully the free agency is able to continue as scheduled because of the concerns about flying, obviously, with the with the virus and doing visits and being in close proximity with people, I hope that teams are making the proper accommodations to bait to do conferences. Like I don't know if, t- if players really need to visit one on one and shake people's hands and sit eight feet away or two feet away from from people, or if they can just Skype or Zoom conference in with the most relative people or relative and important people i just i just think it'll be good for people and what's something i'm looking forward to is getting a tweet from somebody or following twitter and it's tom breeze I mean, uh, has decided and some positive sports news not Even though we all understand, it is still very disappointing and surreal to read about all of our favorite sports and leagues and events either being postponed or outright canceled because of the coronavirus. So uh, to everyone who listens to this podcast, uh, stay safe. It's a really scary, difficult time, but I know we're all going to make it through it. Uh, The CDC has a lot of advice and guidelines about what to do with the coronavirus And a lot of it is If you're feeling okay You know Just be very vigilant About washing your hands And Don't touch your eyes Mouth or nose If you can help it And if, Most importantly If you feel sick Stay home Contact your doctor And Just look out for one another during, during this time So That'll do it For this episode of the Double Double We'll be back on I think Monday Take care and make it a great day.